Welcome to the Trail of Two Bikes podcast. It's Trails of Two Bikes. Did, did I say? I you said, said trail. trail. There's multiple trails. Trails of Two Bikes. We, we go on multiple trails. It's it's a little difficult to think all that straight with uh, <laughs> coming from the F-150 studios with the command center being towed behind. Oh, that's what it's called? The command it's, center? It's the command center. Okay. Yeah. Yep, being pulled behind through the mountains of West Virginia. Yeah. <laughs> On a hot day. Yeah, it's like 90 degrees. It might be less over here. I'll say so 85. The, the engine's not terribly happy. 82. Ooh, no, yeah, we've dropped okay. a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was literally 90 over towards DC. Yeah. So a little bit of complication. Um with doing that but uh otherwise it's uh it's been a while since we've recorded one of these yeah uh at least almost two months probably right but now we we have actually publicized yeah this so (laughs) it'll it'll get more consistent this is the first episode we've recorded since we publicized it and part of that is my fault i definitely had like indecision decision issues with how to publicize it and talk about it and when and whether or not we sounded good and and who knows but we've gotten like two pieces of feedback and they're good they're from our friends so i'm sure they're being extra nice but any feedback is good feedback and shout out to charlie from new york city i don't i don't know that there's (laughs) such a thing as being nice to be nice for someone who does um, EMS in New York City. Oh, that's fair. I think it's just New York City in general. <laughs> that's that, that's like a city thing, right? But the intro is <laughs> for Charlie. I forgot to mention that. The intro is all for Charlie. <laughs> so we dedicate that to, to him. <laughs> dedicated to Charlie. Could be the last one. Who knows? Could not be. We'll keep you on your toes, Charlie. Yeah. So, yeah, a lot has happened in the last couple of months i feel like i don't even know where to start um i guess we could start with where we're going now and then about our first trip there yeah let's start off with that and then maybe we can get into some of the racing oh yeah yep that sounds good so yeah where are we dragging the command center well for for those who know us um (laughs) west virginia is home to snowshoe and so we're uh, we're headed over to Snowshoe, and uh, we won't be using the command center at, at Snowshoe a whole lot, but um, it's that's for the rest of the trip where we're headed back to Michigan to go explore, show yeah. you uh, show you Michigan. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Which I'm excited for as well. This will be our only. Uh, we have two weeks essentially of travel time and and the tomorrow will be our only uh, downhill day probably, of the trip probably our only downhill day we might be able to catch downhill at marquette mountain yep but yeah our only planned downhill day which will be at at snowshoe i'm genuinely excited except i don't i really am hoping it won't be 80 degrees because that'll be pretty brutal um <laughs> it, it was hot the last time we were here which was uh, June 
7th, 8th, 9th? I don't know. It was literally exactly a month ago. Wait, today's the 7th. Yeah, it was like exactly a month ago. Oh, was it? Yeah. Yeah. So we were... For the downhill southeast? Yes, we were here. We'll get into. Yeah. So it was like an impromptu trip. You were on the fence about going. You had a bunch of... We literally had... Well, we we couldn't leave... Yeah. Uh, so we couldn't get there for Friday practice. Yeah, we so left I missed on Friday. The big practice day. Yeah. Uh, for downhill southeast, Friday yep. has the most time for practice. So Yeah. Yep. And then, um, yeah, so it was like a last minute decision uh, to go, and we decided to go, um, I, which I thought was great. Uh, most of our trip was. Um, why don't we back up a second yeah. and I mean if we're done talking about where we're going now oh um, <laughs> we can jump into racing stuff but like why why did we go to snowshoe what was your prompting to want to why go to go snowshoe to... uh what was my prompting yeah uh oh to are you talking about taking photos yeah oh I, I thought we were talking about bike stuff I didn't realize we were talking about photo stuff well, we um, wouldn't have gone to snowshoe <laughs> That's fair. So, yeah, I finally <laughs> upgraded my camera, which Facebook reminded me was 12 years ago or something, 11 <laughs> years ago. So I finally uh, got a new uh, camera, and I got... Oops, that is totally the wrong button. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can't, anyway, you can continue. You can't be trusted with controls. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, so I bought a new camera. I got an R- a Canon R6. Uh, it's been so long since I had a camera, I didn't even know like what they were called anymore and had to do a bunch of research and figure out what... Um, Why Canon has changed all of its... Yeah. Su- well, not not even all of it, because they still have the 5D they, yeah. Mark Mark II or, or three or... Yeah. But... Yeah, so I got a new camera, and um, I had done photos at the Mountain Creek race and had a tremendous amount of fun um, doing it and getting some great pictures and actually utilizing Roots of Rain. And then I was like, oh, I want to do this again. And I you know, knew that there was a small opportunity to somehow drive from Vermont to West Virginia um, and talked you into going. Um, I really wanted to go anyway. But I also was extremely excited to uh, get to try out the new camera and uh, plan kind of a whole day around taking race photos, which I hadn't Mm -hmm. done before. I kind of just would show up when your group went and then kind of, you know, maybe hang out till the end. Maybe not. But this time I really genuinely focused on I'm going to get a photo of every racer. Right. Um, So... I, you know, could could do that. And uh, I had the most fun I think I've had taking photos in a very long time. It was absolutely fabulous to not only just talk to other spectators, other photographers, videographers, things like that, walk the track, at least the portions I walked snowshoe. I was not, that that track is crazy long and crazy steep. I I only went up maybe half a mile. Yeah, three quarters so f- of a mile. But for those, those familiar, you went down the chairlift. So snowshoes are not on top resort. Uh, so you went down the chairlift and walked up the track a little ways yeah. instead of starting from the top and walking all the way down. There were a lot of people at the top, and I really, 
I'm starting to get like a philosophy when I take photos. Um, I really want to be in a place where there's not a lot of people. Right. Um, I know there's like cool features and other stuff and that's going to attract a lot of spectators, a lot of other photographers. And I really wanted to try and take photos where there weren't other people or going to be other similar images. So I was pretty fortunate and I was at the end of, what was it, Lower Hairball or something like that? Yeah, Lower for the Pro and Cat 1, Lower Hairball. Yeah. The very last corner before coming out of the woods. Yep. And then for your group, I just found a rock that people were popping off of kind of close to the finish line and set up there, which ended up being really nice. It was a bizarrely, like, just like the track. There wasn't a lot of overlap, so it was really challenging. I really had to think about where am I going to be for the pros and cat one and all the overlap was on the upper half of the track yeah so it was it was challenging to figure out okay how am i going to get photos of everybody um which was kind of fun i like that challenge and i like having to find spots that looked photogenic i will say the the amateur group um was a little bit more difficult to find you know i think my favorite photos and the best photos of the race were of the pro and cat one group in lower hairball the rock garden the lighting was great it's just a good technical area the speed's not too high um coming through there so you know i could get multiple shots of the very technical area which turned out pretty awesome yeah um yeah the best spots on the cat two three track for that was uh on pro dh all of pro dh yeah um well upper hairball slash uh, what is that? Oh, not OG. Um, I don't remember. The World Cup <laughs> cut. Yeah. Uh, into upper hairball. And then Pro DH all the way down from there. Yeah. The best places for photos on that are much, much higher up than mm-hmm. where you wanted to get to. Um, would have been a, a decent hike yeah. to get up to where the, the best places to... F- photograph the cat two three track was yeah and i started walking up there and what did i i walked through like a whole bunch of stinging nettles and like oh my gosh that was the goal was never to get up to those areas though i mean those (laughs) are a good three or four times as far as yeah what we walked up to the the one rock coming back into the woods yeah so no i was happy with where i set up and you know figuring that out and i really kind of like hunkered down and took a took a good uh just a a good chunk of time and and dedicated myself to taking photos and you know it it was nice just to be able to do that i had my little you know hiking vest on and all my equipment and that was that was pretty cool i almost got taken out by one of the riders which i think was caught on the the highlight reel (laughs) yeah because um you know, it just points out like it is kind of dangerous being close to the track, um, especially taking photos because I do notice um, people fixate on you sometimes when you have a camera and like, mm. a, you know, and I worry about getting that target, you know, target so, fixation sometimes. So yeah, I, I will say not many people actually fixate on a photographer. Like when I'm racing, I can usually notice where a photographer is the problem is that where the best place to take photos is is usually directly down the fall line from where a racer is coming through yeah that's fair you end up incidentally 
being where a bike is going to go if someone crashes and comes off the bike yeah you you usually are are direct directly lined up with that i only mentioned the fixation piece because i oddly when i was editing a lot of the photos i noticed how many people were looking at the camera whether it was you know just like incidentally looking at the track and i was there or Mm -hmm. but i just thought it was funny that yeah, you were you were directly in line with where the track yeah. was, where you would be looking, where your eyes would be yeah. for that part of track. So I don't think they were looking at the camera. Hmm. You just happened to be directly in that line of sight gotcha. of where the track is at and how you're coming through that corner. So I would be willing to bet, especially in the Cat 1 Pro category, most of the people noticed you were there, but they weren't looking at you. Yeah. Yeah. So it was it was a lot of fun. And, you know, I'm kind of bummed that I don't really have another opportunity that I know of offhand to do another race um, anytime soon. But, um, you know, it was really good to go do that. Uh, The next uh, downhill southeast race we won't be around for. And um, they aren't going to Massanutten in Virginia. And um, as far as the ESC, uh, I believe their schedule is kind of the same. It's just we're not around. And then um, I'm hoping to actually try and race uh, the U.S. Open at Killington. So that will be kind of the next one that might be available unless... uh, there is one at Thunder, I think, the weekend before the U.S. Open. Yeah, I so, haven't I haven't looked at the schedule. So that might be one, but I don't know. It's kind of a kind of a bummer because I really, really enjoyed it. But um, anyway, that was what brought us down to Snowshoe. And before taking the photos, we did do you at a practice day, and I did basically a full day of riding. Um, a full day of riding at snowshoe some of it with you and some of it by myself that was a very uh interesting day of riding there yeah do you want to get into that some or do we want to no, talk about some of the racing that's happened in between well i can talk about I, I can certainly talk about riding at snowshoe since we're talking about snowshoe and then pivot to the race stuff but um the as far as uh, the riding goes, we rode together in the beginning. Like you were, um, yeah. So my uh, my practice was in the afternoon. Yeah, your practice was from like twelve to four or something like that, or I can't remember. But it was a good chunk of the afternoon. So we got out early in the morning uh, after you got registered, and um, I bought myself a lift ticket and. Uh, we went, what was the, what side did we ride on? Not West side. What's the other one? The the basin, basin, basin side, basin side. So that's where we started. And, um, we warmed up on like what dream weaver and dirt yep. beaver. And, um, then we did M and O and then we did, well, we, we did, we did dream weaver, dirt beaver. And then we flipped over to the Western side, Western territory yeah and road skyline then we did skyline and then we went back and, went and did, did mno after so we, eating some pizza yeah so we did four trails like not so i did figure out and i'm starting to figure out when i ride i like to 
do a trail and then do it again because I invariably ride the first time I ride a trail. I don't ride it very well. I feel very not warmed up and I just don't feel comfortable. And I never, I never like ride down something the first time and go like, yeah, that was awesome. Right. And the challenge was you were trying to show me because I was, I was, the plan was for me to go ride by myself in the afternoon, which I'm totally fine with. You, so you were like, let me show you some trails that you're probably comfortable with so you can re-ride them this afternoon when, right. you're, when you were busy. Yeah, because well, I only had so much time to show you two different sides. You know, I mean, snowshoes split on a ridge line. So it's, yeah. it's kind of, kind of got to know where to navigate to um, yeah. or you figure it out. But, you know, you obviously wanted some some help with uh showing where things were at before yeah it's left not very in, it's not very intuitive if, if you haven't been there before i think um some of the trails and just like you know the setup and and all the things so i i thought it was great that you were showing me stuff but i did not ride great i felt terrible and by the fourth run uh i i like went over my bars on m i think uh yeah, yeah at that corner on M. M and then we like didn't really go down O I was like no thank you I was in a terrible mood um yeah, and you're just, right it was because um, it was right up top yeah right. and uh I was just in a terrible mood because I had all done some other dumb stuff on some of the other trails that already kind of made me like get a little anxious and so I really had like my first genuine like in my head park day where I was like. I kept thinking to myself, like, I'm going to get hurt. I don't want to do this. This is terrible. Like all the things. And, um, you were, you were kind of like, what's your deal? (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, I want to be done. And you're like, okay, Jen, you're like, just, you know, when I get like that, it's like how I got when I, when we ski and I'm just like, you know, when I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm done. Leave me at the top of the run. Obviously, I have to get down and figure it out. But, uh, yeah, so I don't know. I don't know, uh, like, what got what got into me or got into my head. But I was not, I was not in a place where I was, like, riding well or happy with my riding. Um, yeah. Also, I was following you a lot, so I still I blame you for a lot of it. You always Sorry. do. <laughs> but um, you know, I so, Angelica would agree with you. Uh, so, yeah, you know. she did say don't follow you, and yeah. <laughs> but I uh, I like get, took a little break. You went away. I was by myself, and I kind of like had a big girl talk, and I was like, I'm gonna rewrite some of this stuff, and I. I did what I like to do, which is I went down Dreamweaver, I think, two more times. And I was like, okay, like, this is good. This is actually easy. And then I went down, like, Dirt Beaver, and I was like, okay, this is easy. Like, I got this. And I felt like I was in a good place. And so then I went to M&O because I'm like, you know what? I can do the trail even though I went over the bars. I was like, I can ride this trail. I should be able yeah. to ride this trail. The spot that you went over the bars, I still don't know what the heck happened. It's, it's a not, very it's, it's tight kind of a corner tight with like... And drops a, drops out, but it still was like... it's. You can't take you, it at zero speed. Yeah, is that, that what you ended I up really doing? You like, just tipped over to the inside? Uh, yeah, kind of like tipped to the inside and over because I 
had zero speed and then when I was like I'm gonna tip over I started going which is also not the best <laughs> I should have yeah right you squeezed the brakes yeah so um I did it again and I made sure I had a little bit of momentum because it's a little bit technical leading into that corner like you know it wasn't easy yeah it's it's kind of a tough entrance be- and it's not not necessarily the tech leading into it but you're actually kind of going uphill a little bit into the entrance to that corner yeah so you lose momentum that you don't you don't really expect to it doesn't really look like it's that much up yeah so you kind of lose more momentum than you'd expect coming into it which doesn't help when you want to carry a little bit of momentum through the corner yeah yeah that's fair that's probably what happens i do have a challenge of carrying momentum sometimes with tech but um yeah so I, I felt though I went back and I was by myself and I I did the whole trail clean actually which was amazing I did all of them clean and then I was like all right so I'm gonna do O and O I think is a little harder than M just as far mm. as like it's different it's not as steep but it's more rock there's more rock and roots which for me I like steep a little bit with the technical stuff because it forces yeah. me to carry momentum. Uh, you know, as I was helps, just, helps you to carry momentum. Okay, it doesn't force, <laughs> but yeah, it helps me carry momentum. Um, even if I start slowing up or using my brakes or or whatever, so I appreciate that. Uh, it, it's like getting a little push from gravity, because um, on my own devices, I will slow down to almost nothing, and then then you do have a hard time getting through rock gardens or like over roots. I end up stuffing mm-hmm. my wheel and being too front heavy and all sorts of things. So um, I actually had a lot of fun sessioning stuff in O. Like I went down it, walked back up sections, went down it again, um, you know, that sort of thing. And um, then I ended up like after I, you know, did that. Then we met up again and got to do what well, we do another lap, and we went through another little section like J or something. Oh yeah, we did do J, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we did a black section. Yeah, which I was yeah, we, like, okay. We went down Dreamweaver. Yeah, uh, and then I don't remember if we did a full Dreamweaver and then mm. went back and did J, or if we just did J on that first Dreamweaver lap. But J starts, um, yeah, probably about halfway down Dreamweaver, a little bit more than halfway down Dreamweaver. Yeah. Yeah, so I thought I thought that was I thought that was fun to what I really 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 appreciated about Snowshoe is that um the all these little side trails, these little sections like O or J or K or whatever, like they're all really tiny and there's lots of them so that in general there's nobody on it and you can session these things. Mm-hmm. Um Especially towards the uh, end of the day, there were not as many people, and a lot of people were just doing party laps on like A and B. Um, uh, probably more like or D, double D. Pro- probably more on Dreamweaver and Dirt Beaver. Uh, a lot of people I talked to online were doing D and double D. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's not usual. Those are two very unutilized trails. I don't know. There was that was all I heard from multiple people. That was the mm-hmm. cool thing about being by myself is I literally. I ended up riding up with the same people a few times. We all like stupidly would either get in the singles line or not and 
choose very poorly which one was moving faster and it was never the same one right and we always ended up in line longer each time and it kind of became a joke there was like a handful of us each time that we're on the same like lift cycle but like you know it was really cool to get to talk to different people there's some people that were in like cat one that had been practicing before you and you know we're talking about the course and then what they were doing at that point and all the all the things so um then they were telling me what the ride and i'm like i'm not riding that it's <laughs> 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 like nope <laughs> no thank you but um i tried to get you to go down a and b no no a like looks like where i would fall accidentally like that that doesn't look like a trail i want to be on for a while if, if you stop at the top of a i think it's a it might be b one of them if you stop at the top of it, the trail's obviously to your left. If you look to your right, you will see uh, drainage, base, basically um, a runoff stream. Yeah. So that's basically what A and B are. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. You're like, oh, this is a trail. And I'm like, if it wasn't for the sign, it looks like a water bar that like just runs off the fall line of the yeah. side of the trail. Yeah, that basically are just uh, yeah. drainage. <laughs> drainage, um, they've yeah. been cut by water not by hand yeah <laughs> which i mean hey kudos maybe one day i'll be at that level but i was pretty happy with my mno work um and that's what i hope to go back and ride this time um it's pretty i was pretty happy that i worked out of my bad headspace that was one of the first times that i genuinely was like having to remind myself that this should be fun and i i uniquely like I'm sure it's not unique, but I feel like I'm very different than you where when I ride, I treat so much of my riding like actual practice. Like, you know, like my mom dropped me off at the soccer field and I have two hours to practice like mm -hmm. that. That's often how I look at riding my bike, whether I'm on the trail or at the park. I usually go in with like intent and like want to accomplish something. And unfortunately, that accumulates over time and can really get I, like I can really get in my own way and that I think was what was happening at the beginning um, is that I went in and I'm like okay like I had ridden at other parks similarly uh, and I should be riding better I was really like you know I can ride better than this I know my skills are better than this why do I feel so off and I was just being really hard on myself, just like over and over in my head. Mm -hmm. And um, that's just, I think, by nature, those expectations that I set for myself. And I had to I had to really like tell I had to work myself through it because you were like, I practice. You're like, you got to figure it out if you're going to ride like, you know. Yep. And to be honest, there are times where even when you're the most like you were being very you were being very helpful to give you credit you were like it's fun like you've got this you're writing just fine and i was like no i'm not and this is terrible and the world is ending and <laughs> you know i was just in that mood and it's i i had to be the one to you know reset and fortunately i was able to do it and since then i still have had a couple of moments where I'll get really, I'll be really hard on myself. I don't like insult myself and say like, oh God, you're the worst person ever on a bike. But it's more like uh, you need an A plus instead of a B minus mm -hmm. type of mentality. 
Um, and you've had to remind me quite a few times, like, it needs to be fun. And I actually genuinely sat down after and have been like, you know, why am I not having fun? Like, because when you don't have fun and you do that over and over again, like, I, I don't want to not like biking. I love biking, but I know if I treat it like this forever, I'm going to eventually burn out. I'm going to not like biking. You used photography right. as an example. And I know we were talking about that earlier. I literally took a hiatus basically for like three or four years, you know, of just kind of coasting. I would like take maybe a few foliage photos in the fall, but like I've just genuinely grew to hate doing photography. I didn't want to take my camera out. And until recently, I, you know, uh, recently I just got like the passion back to be like, yeah, this is fun. But like you have to remind yourself like what is fun? What do you like about it? And then do those things that make you feel like it's fun. Right. So for me, that was re-riding a trail multiple times until I was like, okay, like I can play around on this. I feel more comfortable. See, I'm not riding it terribly. It was just the first time I rode it and I've never ridden it snowshoe before. So like why am I so hard on myself, you know? Right. Um, and we've talked about that before, like with your, um, with like our, our friends that we ride with where I kind of, you know, like you're practicing for a race or we go to another park and you're, you guys are like, you know, you can ride blacks and double blacks easy, even without seeing the trail. And then you have me who's like. I feel like I'm slowing you down on a blue trail sometimes. And, you know, you've used examples like we've taken my kids out to the park and you're like, well, don't you like riding behind Clara? And I'm like, yeah. And you're like, why? And you walk me through this whole ex. It was like a mental exercise. Of what, like, did, what did I corner you in the other day? That there was another one. It wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't the kids. Cause I brought that one up, but there was another, there was, Oh, you were talking about um, riding with someone who is slower and, like, being totally content and having fun, like, riding behind them. Yeah. And and I was like, wait, what? Yeah, we were talking about, like, pace of downhill <laughs> riding and, like, just having fun and... Well, you no, we were, yeah. we were talking about a friend that, that you were like, oh, yeah, I'm totally fine, like, riding behind her and riding riding her pace yeah right and then and so then i was like wait what you enjoy that yeah and i was and like, like oh so, wait but you assume no one else enjoys that yeah and then you told <laughs> me i needed therapy so that was <laughs> <laughs> yes i did tell you you needed therapy yeah but <laughs> so we all need therapy no that's fair it's to some degree in yeah. some form but no, because like you were you were correct that, that I was going on about how like, yeah, you know, I like it sometimes right. when I'm forced to take it a little slower and I can just kind of tool around and I don't feel pressured. I'm trying and to remember what that question was that you asked me because you asked me yeah. out of that a question. And that's when I said, that's probably a better question for a therapist. Yeah, I don't <laughs> I don't remember what it was, but it was something that it was like, I can't I have no idea. I don't. Yeah, <laughs> I don't I, know enough about <laughs> psychology to answer that. It was something I don't remember exactly how I phrased it, but it was something along the lines of how come I can enjoy riding behind somebody who, you know, is is not as technically skilled or not as fast as I am. 
but yet when I am the one that is leading and I'm not as technically skilled or fast as the people behind me, how come I feel stressed out? Right. And you were like, I don't know why you feel stressed out, Jen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. That was, that was where I was like, I have no idea. Yeah. And, and to be fair, um, you know, I do think, I do think that, uh, you know, it's, it's just something I have to work through. I think part of it is an experience thing. You know, you have to, I think it's a sign of growth when you get, when you get to these levels, that when you get to these levels and then like mentally you have to learn how to work through some of these like walls with your progression, with your ability, you know, Last year when I started out biking, you know, I set very intentional goals where I wanted to ride with my friends and that was easily something that I could have proof that I did. And this year my goals are a little more vague and a little harder to achieve. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, the only reference for success I have is what I did last year, which um, oddly was something that came very naturally. Well, you say I'm still progressing really well. I will say I don't feel like it's it, it's coming as naturally. Maybe it is. I just don't feel it. I think it's more. Um, you don't have the output to look at to see like a percentage growth. Yeah. Kind of a thing. So you don't have you don't have a speed that you can look at and say you know, oh, I'm 10% faster or I'm 20% faster on this part of track. Yeah. You know, or, or this, this trail. Yeah. So it's harder for you to, to see the progression, but part of that's because we've been going to places that we haven't ridden before that you haven't ridden before. So you don't really have anything to compare it to when you, you know, it's not like you're coming back to a place that you rode last year and can go, oh, wow, yeah, that's way faster than what I've ridden it before or, or you know, yeah. things like that. And that ties into, like, um, you know, like my goals for this year. And it sounds so silly when I'm talking about fun and goals because sometimes those things don't go hand in hand. And, like, the mental piece, like, if you get too focused on the goals, mm -hmm. then you kind of lose some of the fun aspect because it all becomes, like, I'm working towards this. And, and the key word in that is work. And that, that is sometimes how I treat it. You know, like I know, like going back to Snowshoe, I'm going to want to do like M&O again. And I'm hoping that I will ride it just fine. Um, but I know I may not. And I probably don't want to start out on that trail. Um, it's a good warm-up trail. It's a good way to break your uh, collarbone. I mean, it's a it's a good warm-up trail. You didn't break your collarbone on that trail. I did. On M and O, I yeah. thought you broke your collarbone on, down on the west side. Nope, on M. Oh well, why Bef would you before, tell me that before you crashed? Before where you oh crashed? Oh my god! On M. No, this is like the same spot. It was no, it was higher up than that. Oh, we, uh, <laughs> it, it was even even earlier on in say, the trail. There's not much more of the trail <laughs> it's like before yards that. In. There's not much more of the trail before where I crashed. No, I came came blitzing in for a a warm up lap. Oh my gosh! Mock chicken. Uh, same lines as the previous year that weren't really the same anymore. Oh, and, Jesus. Uh, 
Yeah. (laughs) I'm glad you didn't tell me that before the first time I wrote it. (laughs) Thank you. I'm pretty sure on the trail I pointed it out. We were riding. I said, that's where I broke my collarbone. I probably wasn't listening. I was probably in such a bad mood, frankly, that I didn't hear anything you said. (laughs) Or actually, anytime I ride a tech trail with you, you are so far ahead of me. Even if you think you're going slow. On that one. To me, and to be able to hear you, you were were not close. The... The advantage with the wheel that you've got... Well, no, I think that's the one on... The one on your fuel, I can hear where you're at. Yeah, you uh, can on my downhill bike. You're a 350 on your downhill bike, so I need to get in there. I need to open it up and clean out the grease so that it's louder. <laughs> so that I like so that my I can quiet bike. Yeah, but, but, but being able to hear you no, is helpful because then I know where you're at. <laughs> no, it's fine. But yeah, so like, I, I don't know. I think that that's something... You know, it, it it's translated into some of my trail riding, too, because I kind of now have established a baseline and how I feel. And I've ridden some of the trails multiple times. And mm-hmm. I just I want to feel a certain way um, when I ride. And so when I don't, that sometimes is mentally a letdown. So I guess this is right. a new level for me where, you know, last year, a lot of it was the physical and the skill building. And this year is becoming a lot of the mental building, which I don't think is talked about a lot when you're looking at doing this type of stuff, like the mental piece um, and the fun and just keeping it, keeping it dynamic and remembering why you like to ride. Yeah, I, w- I would agree with you. I would say shout out to the Path Podcast because they just had or just just had is a relative term. In a recent episode, they had Tori on, which is an episode I sent over to you to listen yeah, to, I where re- she did talk a lot about that. Yeah, that really resonated with me and the whole burnout piece. And that actually, you sent that to me right after <laughs> Snowshoe yeah. the first time. And I was like, oh, how timely. Yeah, um, I happened to uh, be traveling for work. And so I, I managed to catch it as it was fresh. And it just happened to align with right after our snowshoe trip. Yeah. And that was actually really nice to listen to. Um, You know, I appreciated that it was another woman and that, you know, she really was saying some of the same thing. She talked about some of the racing pieces as well, uh, because so where I'm going with this is that, you know, I'm planning on doing the race in September and it'll be my first downhill race. I'm a competitive person by nature. And, you know, I did a cross country race last year after only like two months of biking um which was so much fun uh granted i didn't like yeah. the passing as- aspect just of say, minus the passing i don't i do <laughs> i just i not a fan of that um but the social aspect of of the race was very fun and just in general i enjoy competing i did it when i would would do running prior to biking I, I was very much into running and doing you know 5ks 10ks half marathons things like that so this is right up my alley um And I'm really excited, but it means that, you know, I do have to dedicate some physical and mental space to training. And um, as I think about it, I'm like, man, September's not that far away. Like, what riding am I going to get done? How much am I going to get to practice? And the last two times I rode Killington, I've had two tire issues, two mechanicals that have kind of eaten into my ride time, which have been unfortunate. Um, So all of those things kind of... 
that's also spawned a lot of conversation from my side of you need to enjoy it. Yes, because I, <laughs> yes, because those mechanicals, when I think of that, I think of time, you know, imagine like thinking, you know, you're going to go practice and you're going to get to do, you know, X amount of runs and you have this idea, I will make a plan like, oh, I want to do this trail. I want to warm up here and then I want to do this and I want to do it again and I want to session this part. But then all of a sudden you have a mechanical and it takes you, it takes you an hour to fix your tire, which thank God you could help me fix it and Killington fix it once when you weren't there. But it, um, you know, an hour of your time is gone and it may not sound like much, but when you can only ride for a couple hours late in the day, like that's a good chunk of your time. And that might be like one or uh, one, two, three runs that you want to do. And then you're probably warming up again and all the things. So it's, it's definitely easy to get in your head when you um, are trying to be, you know, conscious of a goal and working towards something. So um, that is something that I think, you know, while I'm looking forward to racing, I am nervous about that. I am trying to prepare myself for the mental aspect. I am trying to make sure I still have fun. Like tomorrow when we're going to get to ride snowshoe, I want to make sure that we're still going to, you know, have a lot of fun. And then, you know, I want to, I want to progress. So it's like balancing all of these three things. It's like three balls in the air and you kind of got to keep them all going at the right speed. You know, and it's, it is a lot and it makes me think of you. And so we can kind of transition to the race part. Um, it makes me think of you and all the, all the racing that you've been doing. Cause you've done how many races? Three? Yeah. Three, I think. Yeah. It's not so that many. It feels like a lot to me cause <laughs> I've done zero. Right. So, <laughs> and they were three within like a month, really. So you did Mountain Creek and uh snowshoe and then you did the killington esc race yeah yeah so do you want to talk about those experiences because you podiumed at two out of the three and at the third one you it was different and you would have podiumed with your times but it was well in a yeah in a different category so yeah so we uh we went down to mountain creek um actually two weekends in a row we went down for opening weekend and got some riding in. And then we went down for the next weekend, which was the downhill southeast slash the national series, whatever the heck USAC is deciding to call it this year. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, we managed to make it down to that. That was the only downhill southeast I thought that I was going to make, which which I, I actually thought we were going to make this weekend, this uh, July, July weekend. Uh, but then downhill Southeast moved the race, uh, and combined it with the, the national, the Creek spring national or whatever it's called. Uh, so, so we ended up managing to make that work too. Cause that was, that was on Memorial day, right? Yeah. It was Memorial, not well, Memorial day is Monday, but it was that yeah, Memorial Sunday. day weekend. Yeah, yeah. It was that weekend. Yeah. So, um, we, uh, managed to to make it down for that and so yeah did the practice and everything was feeling feeling pretty good um there's some it was so dry it was very 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 dusty 
you got a primo spot taking photos in one of the dustiest parts oh, of yeah. track. Electric Avenue. Electric Avenue. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was so blown out. There was so much. I mean, it was inches thick of. Yeah, uh, that was. I was covered. Softer. Like, yeah. literally covered in a film of dust. It was so disgusting. I yeah. don't know how you rode that section of track. That's such a fun section of track. Oh my god, it was. You like, just hold on and pray. <laughs> that's that's about all you can do in, in that section. It was so difficult. We rode the track the next day together. Um, yeah, I, that's right on Memorial Day. Yeah, on Memorial Day, um, and, and I was actually surprised. Most of it I could ride, except for that section in Electric Avenue. I was like, there, I I couldn't even. You couldn't see where to go. Like, you couldn't see what was under all the, the yeah. dust. Yeah, it literally was a few inches thick of yeah. dust, like super soft dirt yeah. coating everything. You couldn't see what was underneath. So I chose to, by to walk that se- that section. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. yeah, if I go by feel, that's how I feel myself going over the handlebars. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. not quite I'm not quite that experienced. So... <laughs> good practice yeah yeah i got a lot of practice doing that (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah so race that one unfortunately uh eric from Gearwork went down in his race run um because he he was he was riding so good that weekend yeah uh so he i did catch some nice shots of him going down that was right in front of me got some at least consolation prize yeah got some beautiful crash footage um (laughs) But yeah, he uh, he was on a heater for sure. He uh, he took third in the race, and he still wrecked. Um, and he had wrecked in Electric yeah. Avenue, which cost definitely cost him the win, unfortunately. Uh, but so I came in, I came in first on that one, so I took the top step <laughs> so for that one since uh, <laughs> that was a very Eric nice decided way to for do you. a dirt sample. <laughs> Yeah, you're like it cost him the win, but I won. Yeah, so that was <laughs> it did. It totally, totally cost him the win, and so I took it instead. Ah, that <laughs> that's funny. Uh, stoked, stoked. He still ended up on the the podium, but yeah, that was yeah, awesome. That was that was, that was unfortunate because he was riding. Yeah, so and I'm glad good. he was okay because there was yeah. some intense, you know. There's, there's some rock under that dirt. You yeah, know, you can't see it, but it's there. Yeah. Yeah. No. So so that was uh that was awesome. That was really cool to to take take a top step um there. That was in cat two, cat two three. Combined yeah. Yep. Amateur category. There's another discussion of something that I don't like that USAC has done. <laughs> um. But yeah, and then uh, let's see, we went to snowshoe like two weeks later. I had. A trip. Yeah, I don't even remember which which trip was which, but I had travel right beforehand. Yeah, we came went home had to re- yeah um, had to do the suspension, the rear suspension on the truck, and then the next day I was home for like twelve hours, <laughs> most of which and was spent when, yeah working on the truck. That's when then, I was like, let's go to snowshoe. <laughs> yeah, home for twelve hours. Well, we talked about it before my trip. Yeah. So we had come up with that beforehand. Sort of. You were like, maybe. And I was like, yes, we're going. Yeah, right. Well, it was, no, it was, yeah, we, we knew we were going before I left for my trip. Um, but yeah, so then we headed down to Snowshoe. Uh, fortunately, it's a, it's a place that I've ridden a ton. Um, and basically summered there for the last few years. Uh, and... So pretty familiar with the track. They picked a, a good one. I was racing Cat 2-3 again, which I'll 
will probably do as long as I can in downhill southeast um, from a cost and competition standpoint. Downhill southeast is a pretty competitive series. So, uh, but we made it made it down down to that. Um, they picked. We kind of mentioned it earlier. They they did the the World Cup. So you got to do cupcake and then ju- drop into the World Cup cut instead of upper hairball, which was kind of sad about because that upper hairball section is by far um, my favorite. Well, a lot of it of had track. to do with the amateur kids, and no, no, right? No, no, no. That's a totally different cut. Oh, okay. Um, they they opened up a go around into upper oh, hairball okay. from the world cup cut. Um, so yeah, that's, that's totally different. But so the upper hairball section is, is one of my favorite pieces of track there. Um, so we didn't do that. We did the world cup cut instead, which was, you know, combination of, and I don't even remember what the trail is, the world cup cut. And then another one of the trails right there, um, not a trail anyone really likes. So, uh, it's what it is with the way that they cut into it from the world cup track. It was fine, but yeah, because as a trail, it's kind of meh. Um, <laughs> so not something I've ridden a ton of, but you know, that, that section was fun and, and pretty short anyways. And then, uh, pro DH, which is, you know, a classic, classic snowshoe, high speed technical trail. That's, that's a lot of fun to bomb down. So, so I was, I was pretty happy not not my top pick of uh of track choices but a pretty darn good one my top pick would be uh upper hairball so cupcake in the upper hairball into pro dh into lincoln log that is like the ideal track which was last year unfortunately i crashed uh, <laughs> in my race run last year but that that is such a fun combination that's definitely my favorite trail combination at snowshoe um but anyway, so good track. Uh, pretty familiar with it from riding riding at Snowshoe for years, um, which made it, you know, a, a better, better, you know, with missing all of Friday practice. Yeah. I was already very familiar with the trails. I knew where they went. I knew the ins and outs of everything. Um, so missing that Friday practice day wasn't as big of a deal because I already had a good baseline of, of what everything was. And Saturday was just a little bit about figuring some things out again getting back off of cupcake because from the race side since i made it a little bit longer is is difficult to do um and uh yeah and figuring out where where there were some changes here and there um and then yeah race that one i think i ended up in third there yep uh which was was pretty cool um it was great because will was announcing which um he wasn't at Creek, uh, but he's always such an amazing announcer. It's it's fun to have have him doing the announcing and whatnot. So it was a, a good time. Um, I I put down a pretty solid time, a pretty solid run. But there was a couple of the guys that were uh, pretty quick uh, that were there. Yeah, um, you had a so. you had a very competitive. You had a large group too. There was like twenty people. Yeah, yeah, we had a a pretty standard downhill southeast turnout. Yeah. Um, there's usually in that cat two, three, 30 to 39, there's, there's usually 20, 25, uh, racers, yeah. which is, which is cool to see. It's, it's definitely a, a big category. 
um, some arguments there for USAC to split back out Cat Three, but um, that's a that's a different <laughs> that's a that's not not something yeah. we or Downhill Southeast have control over uh, yeah. since it's sanctioned racing. So, um, but yeah, so we we usually have a pretty pretty big group for the the Downhill Southeast stuff, which is pretty cool and definitely a competitive group. Um, there's a, a lot of fast a lot of fast guys that that jump into that um and then i i had a trip i was in the northeast kingdom riding the kingdom trails you were in the northeast kingdom i was working on the trailer and getting everything ready for this trip um and at the same time you also went to killington yeah killington is only 40 minutes away so it was was pretty easy to pop over and um still get some work done i didn't have that was a what terrible was. I didn't rainy have my weekend for you. Brake pads for the truck in yet. The rotors are pads, so I wasn't gonna dig too deep into the truck. I had the front, truck front end. Oh, that's right, you had the truck, so I couldn't dig into the front end anyways yeah. on the truck. That's when you decided to race because I took the truck. And yeah, like because all right, because I, I figured I I had twelve hours worth of work on the truck to do, but couldn't couldn't do it. So so I ended up ended up deciding to to race. I figured some other things I had gotten a jump on and, and was in a decent enough spot to get over. And especially, like I said, with, with it being close by, I could still get some other things done throughout the day. So yeah, it was, it was very wet, which has been the story of the year so far with, uh, Eastern States cups. They've been very wet races. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was, it was fun. I love playing in the mud. Um, definitely changes things. Goat skull is pretty blown out already. And then you had in, some rain and it gets even worse yeah um yeah we because we wrote it um you wrote it before the, the day race, before right? we wrote it tuesday you know yeah. and they started track walk thursday yeah because that was the day we took the kids to the park for the first time yep it's a yeah, whole different so you, thing yeah. you were able to ride it on tuesday and yeah. saw what it was like how blown out it was already yeah and then you were able to ride it afterwards too yeah <laughs> and saw the the destruction that ensued from yep. from racing on there's it. there's all sorts of interesting lines now like yeah. it's just it's a highway it's so wide it and you know i actually really really enjoy that trail it's probably at least yeah. so far my favorite at killington but i have not been off a of k1 yet so it's a fun trail uh, it's not a double black, but it's a fun trail. <laughs> um, well, I think it's relative, and I don't like saying it's not a double black and ha- having people that think like, oh, well, then that means it's a black or that means it's something I could ride. I will say in the set of Killington's trails, it it would probably be a double black. No, I would I would still disagree with that. Mm, they have one. They have. I think one the top trail. in particular. You. Well, okay. We'll go off K1, and uh, then and then I, we can talk okay. about it. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. There There is one full trail at Killington that's a double black, and there's um, at least one section of uh, one of the options of Scarecrow. So Scarecrow splits in a couple of spots and has a black direction and a double black direction. Yeah. There's at least one of those that is definitely a double black. Yeah. Um. Well, and then you have cable drop, which is a mandatory. So that that's a big drop um, and chunky trail coming into it. So so that that I would say could 
you could argue as a double black there is nothing mandatory on goat skull so i i would stand with it's a black trail even in the context of killington um it's a step up from crusty or rabbit hole even it's a step up from rabbit hole which is hard to say is a black um in the context of snowshoe or it's not not snowshoe snowshed it's a black in the context of the park it's not um so yeah it's it's not really any more technical than um steel panther um actually it's probably not it's not any more technical than steel panther there's probably a couple more tricky spots on steel panther than there is on goat skull yeah goat skull is more tech for the consistency of the the track whereas steel panther has some smooth flowy and jumpy parts to it that goat skull really doesn't have but um, other than that, like Steel Panther has more, more difficult spots on it than any any of the spots on Goat Skull. Um, so, yeah, I I would still say in the context of Killington, in the context okay. of the park, it's not it's not a double black. Um, maybe at one point it was. I don't <laughs> know. I didn't yeah. ride it when it was put in. Yeah. You know, so maybe there was some more mandatory. Um, it is very, uh, like you said, it is very blown out, um, but it's a good, I mean, at Killington, it is a good trail. And like I said, it's my... Yeah, it's it's a fun trail. I mean, there's no doubt. It's very fun. I enjoy, I enjoy it. And, you know, I seem to, every time I go down it, pick a different line. <laughs> so... Yeah. Well, part of that's riding it before a race and then riding it after a race. Yeah. But yeah, no. So it was uh, it was very wet. I decided to race Cat One. Um, the Eastern States Cups has um, do have some really fast riders, but overall, it's a less competitive series than downhill Southeast. So yeah, the Cat Two tends to be a little bit lower pace. The Cat One tends to be a little bit lower pace than the um, than the downhill Southeast. So I figured I'd try out Cat One. Um, and so, yeah, decided to, to do that, to step up, um, wasn't, wasn't a great race. I was having fun in practice, but never feeling that on, on the bike. Um, I was obviously having fun cause it's a lot of mud and I like playing in the mud on the bike. Um. But yeah, you're like a special breed for that. I don't mind a little bit of mud, I figured out, but I definitely am m- more mud adverse than you. Like a lot of mud, like a little bit's well, fine. But yeah, I mean, you haven't you haven't experienced it, right? Like you're you, you still don't really know how to to ride it, things like that. Whereas, like last year, I lived at Windrock for three months. Yeah, you know in in the rainy season in the winter <laughs> so um there's definitely a little bit of a different context there yeah um so yeah that's that's definitely a little bit different um but yeah so i i definitely do enjoy that um and so that was fun but then like right before seedings i was going for another lap and it was sort of downpouring and i ended up um going to try and pull my roll offs at a bad spot i didn't see a rock oh, that i hit yeah. while my hand was off the bars and um so i blew 
I blew off off the bike, compressed into it, and went over the bars and slammed pretty hard. Messed up my yeah. We had matching elbows. Your elbow good. still has a scratch on it. Yeah, it's still Just a like little mine. yellow. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So so that that was kind of rough. There was there was a kid sitting there um, on their bike waiting to go into the next section, like catching catching their breath or whatever. And was like, Are "You okay? That that seemed like a really hard hit." It's like, "Yeah." It was a really hard hit. Yeah, like, thanks, dude. <laughs> like, I don't know if I'm okay, but I'll find out here shortly. Yeah. Well, you know, so, I think I think it's awesome that you, you know, tried to see and feel out Cat 1. And like you said, at some races, you have different levels of skill and people that show up and you never really know. And like, you know, you have podiumed in well, Cat so, 2, 3. No, there's, there's a couple of things with that too like i mean so but i also didn't finish talking about that at all so (laughs) well i just talked about my crash okay so but yeah so then we had seeding um right after it had poured rain and that that was a rough run with like my arm not feeling the best either but really didn't feel all that good on on the bike um and so, yeah, that was an over four minute for the first time I've ever ridden that track an over four minute time, which I mean, it was wet. The end of the track was just spit out onto the ski run underneath the chairlift. And so it was a lot of like slogging through mud, pretty flat mud. And so that really absorbed your energy. Um, it was not easy to roll through that. And with a seating run, I wasn't trying to push through that stuff either so just kind of rolling through it but but it was definitely a a pretty slow lap um and then race day i got a couple practice laps in practice was pretty early in the morning the race was pretty late for me and in cat one um and so got a couple practice laps in was feeling pretty good was feeling better than the the previous day um but then I went to go down Krusty to to hit the merge point with Goat Skull to get some photos and stuff for Eric because he was racing Cat 2-3 and blew up my front tire. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, it's like, I think at that point, an hour and a half. I remember you were saying, like, you aren't going to race. Yeah, you- I- there was almost no way that I could race. Yeah. Because I didn't have another tire. I forgot my wheel with the other tire. So I had put a mud tire on, on a wheel and thrown that on the bike. But at that point, I had just gotten home, actually. Like, I yeah. I was just at the house. I forgot. But I had forgotten that other wheel set um, or that other wheel, which was set up with the Asagai for more dry conditions. Um, and so I didn't have a tire with me because I've got a spare tire in the truck here. But you had the truck. Um, so I rolled, walked it down because it like blew off. Cush car came off and everything. So I couldn't ride it down. Walked it down. Tried to put it back on. Couldn't get it to seat. Mud, downhill casing, mud tires. This is not the easiest thing to get on a wheel. Um, took it into the shop. Tried to use their compressor. Eventually got it to start inflating on their compressor and it just blew right off the the rim again um so at that point it's like well i can't use this tire this tire is toast uh i had 30 minutes till my race time 
And so I was like, there's no way that I'm going to be able to race. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, at that point when you were texting with me, what are you going to do? It's like, well, I can't race. I don't, I don't have any equipment to do this. Um, fortunately, Eric had a tire with him uh, and he was already done with his race. So he went over to his car and he helped me throw it on real quick. And then also the, yes, the race was running behind by about 10 minutes, which gave me a little bit of extra time to get up top. So I was able to get the tire on. We got it on real quick and easy, which was nice. That does not always happen. Um, and it sealed up right away, which was good as well. Uh, I fortunately had my air compressor with me. So that made it a lot quicker to seat the tire on, on the rim and get it inflated for, for going up the lift and it held air up the lift, which is also good. And I made it up top for, for my race run. Um, the race run wasn't super clean, but it wasn't terrible. Um, my lines weren't the best because I'd been riding the lines that I've kind of always raced on that, which ended up not being the best lines for in the wet. Um, but you know, I put down a, an okay time for me. Um, certainly wasn't one of my best race runs on that track, uh, and sl- slotted in the second to last <laughs> with clearly the guy that came in last had crashed in the last sector. Cause he was up on me by, I think it's seven just, seconds yeah, by the last like split 12 or something. It might've, yeah. it might've been 12, 12 seconds by the last split. And then was a few seconds behind me across the finish line. So clearly had a crash in the last sector. Um, the guy in front of me had crashed in the top sector and was was down down in the first sector and then back back above my time. So how do you sectors. feel like when somebody crashes and then still finishes before you? Like that has to be I mean that's that's been my point with with the cat one competition, like the level of competition is so much different than, than that in cat two, three, you know, the cat one competition level is, is you're at a bike park all the time type of individuals. And then you're also practicing like an intentionally, you know, practicing for racing and, and things like that. And then you're taking much more risk. Um, at that level and cat two, three specifically cat two is kind of more of your, you know, there for a good time there to have fun and enjoy the race environment type of type of thing. Probably your individuals that can't get to a bike park every weekend, um, or multiple times a week, um, are kind of more in, in that category. So it's, it's tough to step up. The step between the two is huge. Um, you know, I was 40, it was 40 seconds off of the podium. Mm. Um, you know, I mean, that's that's a big gap um, on a three and a half minute track. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's that's huge. Uh, I couldn't have quite been 40. It must have been 30, 30 off the podium. Um, but so. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's tough. Um, you know, I know I kind of know the guy that that crashed and and still got got up and finished before me and i know he is significantly faster than me so it doesn't bother me that much because it's like well there's nothing there's literally nothing even my best race run isn't going to compare to one of his times so that goes back to the whole like having fun thing and mentality because i think Mm -hmm. 
yep. you know, you have a much more calm, collected, like I'm out here to ride. And for me, you know, I haven't done it before. So I'm much more serious and calculated and have a harder time with that. I think I would have a harder time with, you know, not having a good race weekend or having you, you had like all the things happen that would make me like have a incredibly challenging time. You know, you had the stress of catting up, you had terrible weather, you had just traveled and, and came back and had stuff going on where like you couldn't practice like consistently you blew your tire like literally right before the race. So you didn't get much. Your practice was way early. And then you had like no warm up because you blew your right. tire warming up and then had to go race. And um, all of that stuff individually is enough to make somebody say, oh, my gosh, this is not my weekend. I can't do this or to just be in such a bad place, you know, and you finished like next to last, which a lot of people would not even like say that they would be, just be like, Oh yeah, I raced. I didn't do the best. And you're like, no, it is what it is. And I know you still had a great time and you saw friends and you cheered other people on and congratulated other people and like had a great time. And that, that I think is like the level I strive to get to mentally mm -hmm. where like you can just go and, and do those things. And, um, you know, I know I'm not quite there yet, but I think that's also just like a part of the skills practice. Yeah. Is, yeah. is finding that, is finding that, that, that space. So I, I think not only just talking about the fact you did races, but like, you know, you did the races and just the m mental place that you were in when you did them and all the stressors and, and that sort of thing is probably, I think, the most impactful piece of it you know yeah and I, I would say a lot of that comes down to experience right like I've been doing this for a long time so I understand the um the things that come at you that can come at you on a, a race race day I mean it's no different than a regular ride day the difference is that you have a prescribed time that you have to come down the hill yeah right so but so, I'll stop you with like regular ride day because I treat my regular ride days with intensity probably more so than I should no. so when you say like oh it's like a regular ride day to me um, sometimes my regular ride day like I was talking about my last time at snowshoe is an intense like no no that's not what I mean it's a regular ride day in the sense that you can blow up a tire at any given moment ah uh, Right. Like you can you yeah. can rip your derailleur off your bike at any given moment. That would it's make not me going cry. to it, it there's nothing that's preventing it from happening during a warm up lap, right? Yeah. There's nothing that's like, Okay, uh I'm gonna stay on the bike for, for today since I know you're racing today. I won't I'll decide not to blow off your rib. Right. There's there's nothing that changes between a regular like ride a day. like a deity or something? Like as a saying tire. like, as oh, a tire. as a tire. As I was tire. like, what, like, what frame of like, person like are as, you speaking as? Your as, tire, as your tire. I understand you're going to race today, so I'm going to stay on your wheel I wish my you. tire would decide to do that. Yeah, that would have been that, very that nice. That would be nice. Yeah. But, but that's what I mean is there's no difference in the, the day is still a day. There's, there's nothing different. Yeah. Uh, you can still hit a rock funny and blow your tire off or rip your derailleur off or crack your frame. Like, what whatever it it's it's still just another day yeah so so like but i think that getting to the point where oh it's just another day it takes work you know especially yeah, when you have goals I mean with, and like the experience piece yes so yeah. 
for somebody like myself who doesn't have the experience, if you could pick like a piece of advice when you don't have the experience behind you, but you're trying to get to that mentality where it is about the fun and you can frame it as, no, I'm out here to ride. It's another day, whether it's a race, whether it's this, like anything can happen, but I'm here to enjoy it. Like what is your like sage of wisdom? I would say. Find a buddy to practice with and race with. Find a buddy. That's Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. Because you include someone else in your, your struggles, in your fun, in Uh, your, uh, figuring out yeah the com- camaraderie you know i mean yeah. it becomes instead of being you in your head it becomes you and someone else yeah so, so it's like a team sort of like yeah. we've got this day together yep yeah and you okay. have you intrinsically have more fun so what if you don't know anybody else? racing like you find in your someone group? racing okay you just have like these such easy answers like go find uh-huh. somebody yeah well it's it's <laughs> that's one of the cool things with with like a downhill race is like you're up at the top, you know, on everyone's lined up to go drop in. You, if you don't know anyone, you just start talking to someone. So it's like the right? lift lines sort of it's thing. Just like the lift line. Yeah. Yeah, it absolutely is. And Downhill Southeast is structured in a way that's really, really cool because you are grouped by your categories mm-hmm. for practice. So they have split up practice. Yeah. Eastern States Cups is just everyone practices it at the same time yeah um which makes it a little bit harder to pick out like who's in your category and who you can kind of buddy up with but like the first couple of laps you can kind of feel out like i feel like i would have the advantage as a woman it's probably pretty easy there's not a lot yeah it's much much easier to to pick out the women at the races but you can also like kind of within the first couple laps like kind of feel out how fast Mm. people are and things like that find someone who's a similar pace in in your category or it doesn't even have to I mean, for, for you, it's a little bit harder. So it basically is your category because they don't do the age bracketing in the yeah. women's group. But you, you can just find find someone to buddy up with and ride with. Um, and that's a, a great way to help yourself from getting in your head and uh, from yeah. being too like uh, critical and, and calculated with it. That's a good point. Because you're there with a friend. Like most park days are just like riding with your friends Mm -hmm. and, you know, having that, that does make it the more fun piece. Yeah. Um, I will say one of my friends who we just had a park day with and I took her to the, encouraged her to go to the park and took her on some of the trails, um, did mention like when I was in my head and like not having a good time for my second mechanical and the second time I rode at Killington, um, you know, she did remind like there's a difference between riding with your friend and your significant other and um, how, you know, with your friends, you kind of have that more fun, that more encouraging. And sometimes like riding with you, I'll, I'll use that as, as an example, like I'm more comfortable not being my best self. So you get to see me like I feel more right. free to like get to a lower level if that makes sense than i would say with maybe a friend not that they wouldn't see me like not being my best self but i think like with a friend the the bond is different the vibe is different and the they're there for different reasons you a, a significant other is there for like you know through everything so that and you're with a significant other more yeah and just have more time with them exactly those those super close friends that that you have too like if you have any of those super close friends that you're with like 
multiple times a week, you yeah. know, can get get the same way. Like if you think back to like college and, and yeah, things like that true. when you were around friends or roommate all the time. Yeah. Like they get unloaded on the same way as a significant other. That's fair. It's, so it's you're your saying fr- you got to rotate your friends at the bike park. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't live with them. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, that and that's what I was getting at, you know, like earlier when we were talking, when I was talking about my first snowshoe day, like I had to ride without you to kind of reset myself. And I felt right. bad. About, I actually genuinely felt bad about that. But then I was so proud of myself because when you came back, I was like, look at me ride now. Yeah, you had a video and of it was uh, great. playing on the MNO and yeah. everything. Yeah. So. I did video proof because I'm like, I want you to see that I wasn't like crying and having a fit. And <laughs> right. I actually did the things. Um, but so, yeah. So that's that's a basic race recap. I think um, for the, the Killington race, I definitely could have done better. Um, there were a handful of factors. I just wasn't feeling all that great on the bike and whatnot. Um, but it was fun. It was it was a good experience. I'll probably try and do Cat 1 and, and some more ESCs. I know that, like, depending on who shows up at an ESC, uh, there's no podium possibilities. There's there's probably five guys that come to the ESCs that, are, that can easily put 30 seconds into me. Um, fortunately, ESC for Cat 1... The uh, the time splits are forty seconds, so uh, cat two three they do a minute between riders, mm-hmm. and then for cat cat one it's forty seconds instead of thirty seconds. So you don't have any of the long tracks like snowshoe. Mm-hmm. Like a snowshoe, I can't do like there's a good chance of getting passed at snowshoe, which completely ruins your race. You have nothing to compare it to because you've had to pull off the track, you know things things like that. So yeah, that that makes it really not fun um but like with esc doing the longer times between it's like okay i don't have the pressure of thinking someone can catch up to me because no one's gonna be able to catch up to me yeah within that time frame i'm not that slow unless i have a crash which is is always anybody's game then but um and that changes the dynamic anyways but so it was it was still a good time i'll probably try and do some more we'll we'll see what this year ends up breaking bringing i haven't looked much past this trip because this was a big almost three week worth of traveling around trip so i haven't looked much past this to see what is in the the schedule what can can be done and can't be done so we might have the potential of thunder and we might have i i know we're gonna have the open we'll have the open that's the only thing that's really planned we'll see about about the rest we'll look at things later but um yeah so so that's kind of the races that have happened between Mm -hmm. between here and there um yeah, and we're we're at an hour twenty. Do we want to do we want to call that an episode or yeah. or take a break to go do a hike and come back? <laughs> uh, either way, I think I think we're at a good point. I love how we've chat tied in the mental piece of riding and racing. I think that's a lot of where my focus is, both on the trails and at the downhill park. Um, and that'll probably be something we talk about in the future too, because it really has a lot to do with everything. Yeah, and we've we've had a hand handful more trips and things that we've done. Yeah. Um between that that we'll probably talk about in another episode anyways. Yeah. No, I think I but no, this was a good recap and I'm glad we now have an official podcast name and, and this is out there and Pub- publicly out there. I mean yeah. it was it was published before we nobody just knew about uh, it. It was super secret. Yeah, we hadn't told anyone about it yet. Yeah. So, so yeah. 
No, that sounds good. And so I probably will record another one uh, after this trip or, well, during this trip from the F-150 studios at some point. Yeah, this, I'm sure this is uh, during almost the three weeks worth we, <laughs> of traveling around in the F-150. So we're, we'll, we'll have a few episodes lined up after yeah, this, we, but we, we when you well get might. to hear them, it'll probably be sometime later in the summer. But yeah, no, might I think be. I Who think knows? that's great. We have a lot of adventures coming up, and I'm I'm excited. So yeah, awesome. Well, uh, I don't remember if we uh, figured out a sign off thing or not. I so don't think we have. We'll just we'll say, say thanks. S- Thanks see everyone you on for the listening. trails. We'll see you on the trails. There, there you go.